The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in a gym is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into, into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. And so can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym, I'm getting the feeling of coming at home, I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Hi, this is Arnold. Your instructor. Down. Welcome to Question Block. We're back. <laughs> We're back with part two of the fitness exercise nutrition resolutions episode. So once again, I'm Wires of NYC on Instagram or Alex. And with me is Aerialist. Uh, Aerialist, thank you so much for the incredibly in-depth answers on fitness in the first half of the episode. Now we're going to do it goes hand in hand with fitness, but we'll do and health in general, but we'll do nutrition. Yay! Nutrition really started as just medicine and a way to treat deficiencies, basically. It was like people get sick because they're not eating enough of something. And then ancient medicine figures out what the something is and people eat it. And we now know why the thing worked. So I'll talk about a couple examples. And then it more just became like, well, oh, people just need to eat a varied diet. And then it became like, wait, people are eating too much because they don't, they're sedentary and they don't exercise. Yeah, you know, to the cave people... The paleo diet was just the diet. We can start with Ugh. that because that is prehistory before any of this. The stuff I have is really nutrition. I have the history of basically people realizing that what you ate was very influential on your health, which seems very obvious now today, but it was a thing that was actually discovered through a long human history of people getting very sick from not eating the correct things. But let's talk about the paleo diet quickly because... Like the real... The true paleo. So to summarize, the, the paleo diet, as interpreted by people who practice it in the modern era, is they're like, our ancestors were hunter-gatherers, so therefore I should do a lot of fasting and then eating like large quantities of like undercooked uh, and meat, and that's about it. No, right? my favorite is like paleo cookies. Paleo. Oh, and then they're like, but but I still want to eat a modern diet. So how do I convert that into That's why I'm baked like, goods? it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. There, I mean, paleo, there are things like if it doesn't, if it has a label, don't eat it. You Wait, know? the cookies have a label though, don't they? No, but that's like, okay, so the original, like the, the pristine paleo like philosophy is like, if it has a label on it, then don't eat it. You know, so anything like, like That'll chicken. That'll you eating fresh food, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing that, no that ha or, or or if it has more than one ingredient that like is the thing, then like don't you know don't eat. Um, so it's just like not processed. But wasn't that Michael Pollan said eat real food? He said eat, he, that's the way he phrased eat food it. mostly greens, not too much. And by eat food, he meant food, less processed stuff, things that are stuff that's not food made. That yes, you can name what's in it in, in a word or two. But. Would I, because, you know, the, like, paleo and CrossFit were, like, oh, they were so close. And I, like, spent all, a lot of time in CrossFit gyms and my time as a fitness Did you ever follow a paleo diet? I mean, I guess I kind of do now-ish, sort of, kind of. I mean, they don't, they're not, like, raw meat. Like, they're not, like, that only, like, crazy. There's, like, two crazies. There's, like, the paleo cookie people and, like, the raw meat people. And then. By the way, we'll talk about supplements at the end because that's yeah. a very modern most people thing. are right in the middle. So the article I read that was critiquing the paleo diet, like fad, was in National Geographic because they were talking about researchers living with aboriginal tribes who still follow, like they eat a sort of a pre-agriculture diet, right? Which is what paleo is supposedly mimicking. And the point they made, which was really interesting, is that like hunting is extremely hard. Like hunting like in the, the forest or whatever is very difficult and it's especially difficult if you're using like Stone Age tools, like Neolithic, you know, hunters with spears or whatever. 
And it's not like you could just walk out and just like hit an antelope on the head with a club. They would run from you and they're way faster than you. And like they're saying you get like fitness by doing the hunting. Not only that, but the hunters were unsuccessful a lot of the time. So these modern day like tribes that they're studying, the Aboriginal tribes, with the exception of the Eskimos, who are really good at hunting seals. But any of these like, uh, you know, uh, Bushmen or Aborigines, like over 50 percent of the time are unsuccessful when they go hunting. They'll spend an entire they're just day. Skinny. They're just skinny AF. No. So they supplement their diet with foraging. So the women and children of their tribe forage and they like they're extremely knowledgeable about the like what the like wild plants and nuts and berries are that's, that that's they can eat the and roots and like tubers and stuff. That's part of the paleo diet. So they is it? Yeah. But the I feel that paleo really overdoes the like meat aspect. From the people that I knew, like the whole 30 which is like 30 days uh, to get you like into paleo mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely had a lot of like fruits and vegetables and like bear. Th- that's, that was the, another funny thing to me too, is that there'd be like berries up in there. And I'm like, where, on um, what like geographic, like where is this paleo person from where they're getting to eat like up berries, but then also like a certain meat that would. Wait, were they real berries or they, were they blastocyst like strawberries? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, who, who, what, what, like, cave person had was like, oh, a strawberry. Like, I don't, I, th- I kind of feel like that's processed too. But yeah, so there were like certain there in this article they were talking about, you know, like I forget which tribe it was, but an African tribe, and they eat primarily like root vegetables is their main diet, and then they supplement it with meat, and they like prefer to eat meat when they can get it, but it's like depends very much on the season. If like you know what the like animals are doing, that's that's I was like, if you're really gonna be real about it, then you gotta like know what's in season. But <laughs> what I mean, just okay. nutrition, like nutritionally, I actually used to eat a just like mostly just like meat esque things, like mostly all the time, and I didn't really. I was like, you don't need any greens, you don't need any like any of that stuff because like your body, because protein is the one like m- macronutrient that your body can't like make like your body can make carbohydrates and fats from like mm-hmm. other things so i was like you don't need any of that stuff and i will say like when i got my nutrition certification i started eating like trying to get more nutrients from food like from greens and different colored like vegetables and stuff and i was not trying to be like i was just trying to like practice my knowledge or whatever i got like way leaner like i didn't used to have like the abs that i have but once I started like eating greens and like vegetables <laughs> instead of just like straight up meat and like protein powder all the time, uh, I actually got a lot leaner. So yeah. you learned about fiber. Yes. Right? <laughs> I feel like I was getting fiber. Like I never had, dig- I just, I didn't have like digestive. I feel like it was, oh, I was eating like chia seeds and like hemp seeds and stuff like that. But I was like super low. Like I was like no carbs like ever, ever. I feel like my skin is nicer and like I actually did get a bit leaner. So that's the paleo diet, which is just eat whatever you can get to eat because otherwise you will starve and die. Um, So let me tell you quickly about sort of the evolution of nutrition, some major milestones in history. The earliest recorded, I guess, nutrition would be, once again, the Greeks. So this is around 400 BC, the the father of medicine. Caesar salad? No, Hippocrates talked about about the importance of a diet and he has some quote about let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine which is like kind of a platitude and i think it's like inappropriate they even then the greeks realized that basically that there were deficiencies so there's uh writing there's a story that describes treating an eye disease by squeezing the juice of liver into the eye and so it turns out that this eye disease is now known to be caused by a vitamin A deficiency. You got to eat carrots, lutein. You need lutein and tomatoes. Yeah. And so there are vitamin A is also stored in large amounts in the liver. You could have just eaten the liver too. You probably didn't need to squeeze it directly into the eye. So there's like kind of treatments like that are found throughout recorded history. The first scientific uh, experiment in nutrition. Can you guess what they were curing? Starvation. This is during like maritime uh scurvy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scurvy. Work. One of the five different times that the British uh figured out how to cure scurvy because they kept forgetting the 
the solution. Uh, because they all had syphilis. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're, they're, yeah. Their the, brains were rotting. The Spanish pox. <laughs> the Spanish poxy is what they call it. Spain. <laughs> yeah, they get blamed for everything. Um, so 1747, Dr. James Lind, a physician in the British Navy, performed the first scientific experiment in nutrition. So scurvy was a thing. So sailors who would go on long voyages would develop a deadly bleeding disorder. And it's because they would just take uh, salted dried meat and bread on their voyages because perishable food would not last. So Lynn did an actual controlled experiment. So he gave some group of sailors seawater, others vinegar, and the rest limes. Like, I guess, at regular intervals during, like, this months-long voyage. And the ones who were given the limes didn't get scurvy at all. So vitamin C wasn't discovered until the 1930s. So he did not know that it was ascorbic acid that was, like, what their deficiency was. They just realized that, like, oh, we should eat citrus fruits. And so then, as we talked about in the Pirates episode, they would then plant, like, orange trees or citrus trees on various, like, islands uh, in the Caribbean. Uh, in 1770, Antoine Lavoisier. Do you remember Lavoisier? Lavoisier was also in our Inventors episode. He's the father of nutrition and chemistry. So he discovered the process by which food is metabolized. So prior to that, they did not really know, like, why you ate and what was going on there. Like so there's he, a ghost. There's a ghost. He in kind of figured stomach? out that digestion is a chemical process that releases heat. Like you're haunted. In the, <laughs> the early 1800s, they figured out they like then had the you know periodic table of elements was published, and they figured out that food is composed primarily of carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, and oxygen. Just like us. And they developed methods for determining the amount of those elements, or like what actual atoms are in oh. food. Oh. So kind of the birth of organic chemistry. Okay, you could call so that. there's like the scandal with. Optimum nutri- optimum nutrition protein powder. <laughs> yeah. What's the scandal? Well, because the way, you know, when there's like protein powders and stuff like that, they're like, oh, it's this much protein and this much, right? The nutrition facts. So optimum nutrition was like, we have this much protein. And the way that third party testers, which is like people not affiliated with a company, will test mass like big batches of it they'll test for the nitrogen levels because that's like the protein so a lot of these companies would actually just put extra nitrogen like in around i don't i'm not a scientist so i don't know but like Mm -hmm. they would there was like a scandal because optimum nutrition their protein powder was like way too good tasting for like protein powder should taste bad if it's effective i mean not really but it just it tasted i was like this there's no way i was just like there's no way it shouldn't taste like bad but there's a it, there's a certain like taste that like certain proteins like way should just have that this just didn't have and i was like something's afoot and sure enough it came out that li- literally it was like reversed like the, the sugar like the carbs were like the protein and the protein were like the carbs because oh, so they, they were, were cheating and they were duping the testers because they knew that they were measuring the nitrogen content yes. of the powder so yeah. they were somehow packing. It was like it a Jerry Seinfeld, like you know, with the yogurt. the yogurt. Yeah, exactly. It was like that. It's got fat, Jerry. Famous dates in history. In 1840, Justus Liebig, a German, was a pioneer in early plant growth studies, and so he pointed Uh-oh. out he figured out the chemical makeup of carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Was he a, u- a eugenicist too? <laughs> no, this is 1840s. This is a, he's a cool German. Um. I just feel he, like he's like whatever those Germans start categorizing shit, it gets it gets. No, he figured out that carbohydrates, like pasta, were made up of sugars. Fats are, or lipids. what we call fats are yeah, or fatty acids or yes, lipids, and proteins are made up of amino acids. Yes. 1912, Doctor Casimir Funk, great name, he coined the term vitamins. As vi- and realized that they were like a crucial part of your diet. Wait, when was this? 1912 is when, ah, the, okay. when the term vitamin gets That's coined. That's when those sanitariums were like popping up where they would just be like, yo, get healthy. Yeah, 1912 is World War One-ish. That's when, that's when Pilates was invented. But he finally kind of made good on, is we, right? James Lynn did his curvy experiment 1747. 150 some years later, Casimir Funk... 
realizes why the experiment worked. So he realized that vitamins are they're un, un, they're previously unidentified substances in food. They can prevent diseases like scurvy, beriberi, and pellagra. Pellagra is a deficiency of vitamin B three. And so the the term, do you know where the term vitamin comes from? It is vital amine. Oh, cute. So vitamin. What about minerals? I forget what the root of mineral was, but mineral no, no, is I just, just mean, any... Like, oh, do, are we know, do we know about minerals at this point? Oh, by this time, I think they know okay. about minerals. Minerals just being inorganic, non-carbon containing compounds. They can be made up of atoms or So basically vitamins like A, E, D, they're like the those ones. And then minerals have like names like calcium, zinc. Minerals are for the most part actual elements that you could find on the periodic table and yeah that is a good way to put it minerals are rocks more or less or rocks are composed of minerals um whereas the vitamins are organic they're all carbon they're all mostly made of a mix of carbon with i mean people they just want to know what's in their freaking vitamin you know okay in their pill they don't (laughs) sure so the well, and they thought at the time, it turns out not all vitamins are amines, but they thought they were all amines. But anyway, he started assigning them names like A, B, C, or whatever. But they refer to specific chemicals. So vitamin C is ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid. And there's a lot of vitamin A's. There's really? like a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because these different amines all perform the they're, same function? They're retin, right? There's, because think about it, like oh, yeah. in skincare, retinol. there's, there's retin, retinols, and there's like, all there's tr- like tran tranamexic acid. There's like retin A. Like retin A. There's like all different types of. Is that because those are all compounds that break down to the amine they're that all is the vitamin yes. A? Yes. I mean, there's a, the there's actually family? a lot of different types of a lot of them. There, B. There's like a there's niacinamide. I there's, know. We know it goes up at yeah. least to twelve. You know about that people. <laughs> what about one through eleven? What do, oh. No one talks about those. Well, B three is the pellagra one, so oh. you need that one. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of amino acids that kind of are used in all of your body's, you know, cellular functions. Um, and I think, what is it? There are 20 amino acids that your body that you have to like consume from outside because your body can't pro- like you synthesize mean the essential? them. Yeah, the essential. I believe there's twelve, nine or twelve. Okay. The rest of them. And that's a great supplement that you can take that is not like, people always be like, oh, a supplement is like a steroid, but it's like, it's not. A steroid, just so you know, is a synthetic hormone. Cortisone is a steroid. It's like a, a fake hormone that's like telling your body to do something. So all of these things, they are not synthetic hormones. These are things for your body to consume, to break down, to use in building. Yes. Amino acids are like a great yeah. supplement that everyone should take. Literally, because especially if you work out, you take them like before, like right before or right after, because it's it's kind of like the mama bird, like chewed up like protein for your body. It's like very easily um, brought into your muscles, amino acids, like in the ratio that your muscles need them, because when you work out, you're actually not building muscle. You're breaking it down. It's the nutrition that you get after that. When you work out, you're causing micro tears. You're doing all sorts of things, but you're okay. not, you're in a catabolic state. You're building up lactic acid. You're in, oh my God, please. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me into lactic acid. Don't even get me in there. The reason why you're sore, it is because of like inflammation and micro tears. It is not because of lactic acid. Because oh. lactic acid sports are like the only sports you actually don't get sore from. <laughs> Okay. So there you go. It's what's not a, lactic acid. What's a lactic acid sport? Like m- not like the shortest. It's like middle sports. So like not the shortest sprinting, but it's like the whatever dash. It's like the the like medium swim. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, the four four hundred meter or something whatever. like that. Like yeah. A medium running distance. Okay. Yeah, lactic acid there, but the stuff that does get you super sore, eccentric loading, like running downhill. So like doing a thing while your muscle is under a stretch, which will put mm-hmm. will put strain on it when it's at its weakest state, which will cause little like inflammations and tears. So that is why you get sore. 
What is the difference between aerobic and anaerobic? Aerobic is with oxygen and anaerobic is without. Fun fact, all exercise is aerobic because <laughs> all exercise is every other exercise. But the, but to make it easier, we categorize it in like, yeah, you know what I mean. So oh, there's you're just like saying because you need oxygen to do any thing. Well, okay, so in ana- anaerobic, which would be like power, uh, weightlifting, like something that's very short, yeah, a dash, weightlifting whatever. Is considered anaerobic. It's you're basically using you 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 don't need oxygen to. Um, make ATP to make like fuel for your body to like fuel these activities. But like all the systems of your body are working at one time. So like technically you are using a little bit, but whatever. Then you're, then there's like your lactic system, which is like the middle sports that we just talked about where you, in, you need lactic acid to like keep making fuel for your body. And then there's also, there's like your aerobic, which is like stuff that's longer than like a certain amount of time <laughs> where you need oxygen to produce the fuel. If well, you're running long so enough. here's a cool. This is why people are like when you when you lift weights, you uh, you boost your metabolism all day because your body will actually take a deficit of oxygen. So your body will like be owed back oxygen all all day. You'll have an. Oh, OK. An so it is using deficit. oxygen when you do the. It is, but it's not using it immediately. It'll it'll sort of take a loan out, and then all day you'll be paying back that loan. That pretty much is our our summary through history of the of nutrition as it developed since the from 1950s to the present. We've just learned a lot more, but I don't have any specific milestones. Well, there's like the health. There was like those. So we talked about the the sanatoriums, right? The like centers for wellness, where they they were like, okay, you're gonna like take laxatives and drink green juice or whatever to like kick your heroin habit well yeah there was i guess we're overlapping a lot with medicine now too though right because a lot of medical treatments were just like go to the seaside and we'll attach some leeches to you but at these at these the the stuff that like is not healthy for you oh it comes from like an antiquated idea of yes and and so people have to remember that these the people that were going to these like sanatoriums they were probably addicted to drugs like painkillers and things like that so they probably were not very hungry it's like the nick exactly they like weren't hungry so like they were making them juices so they were like get your nutrients because they didn't want to eat so you just have to look at like the nutrition like who the nutrition was being applied to but a lot of these like things they've just like kept on going they haven't died (laughs) and they're actually not good for you you know unless you're like you're sick you can't get nutrients and you're trying to actually like just put on some some weight because you're like underweight because of being like sick Mm. then maybe like juicing would be good for you so that ties in nicely to my final bit about nutrition throughout the 20th century then not sort of not the science or deficiency side but just the guidelines for what to eat where does it come from fat white guys <laughs> woo <laughs> yeah i mean so does well, most of western culture but but this is more the the larger point that i want to make here is throughout the 20th century the sort of the food mantra if you will of the united states changed from eat more to eat less so 1890s to 1960s, the mentality was eat more because that was in response to widespread disease caused by nutritional deficiencies. And then from the 1960s 1960s to the present, eat less is in response to the dramatic increase in chronic disease brought about by unhealthy diets and sedentary lifestyles and obesity. So the, the very first set of dietary guidelines was called How to Select Foods. It was released in 1917 by the FDA. And those guidelines still form the like foundation upon which modern day dietary advice is based. So yeah, everything you're reading from the government is initially just from 1917 and since then only has more like agricultural industry input. The initial initially there were five food groups which were fruits and vegetables, one, meat protein, cereals, sweets, nice. And fatty foods. Cute. <laughs> so fatty foods were in their own category that was not the same as meat protein rich. And fat was separated 
I guess fats and oils were distinct from sweets. And then during the Depression, I don't know why, maybe to help out all the like struggling farmers, uh, they upped it to 12 food groups, and one of which was milk for the first time. I guess to help out the dairy farmers, they're like, milk is not a, pro it's its own food group. And that's, yeah, so... So that was in the Depression. Then in the 1940s, the military, for like in the build-up to World War II, the military asserted that nutritional issues were a matter of national security. What? Yeah. And they, the, basically the military created the recommended daily allowance, or the RDA. So when you see the like percentage of like daily allowance on your, like when you look at the packaging, like on your little seltzer the there, seltzer. which is the bunch of, it's a bunch of zeros on that thing. Does it have anything? Well, it's just, just to show, like, oh, okay. you know. Oh, it's your, got Gatorade, your Gatorade will actually, let's use That had potassium. That. Anyway, those percentages come from the 1940s U.S. military. Yeah, because I think the percentage of daily value, because they're assuming that you're eating 2,000 calories a day, which is like, why? I think Yo, it's now, duh. I think it's now 2,000 for women, uh, 2,500 for men. That's insane. Dude, like, that's so high. For like how active people are, that's like crazy pants. That is so high. Like, I mean, unless you're trying to, I mostly dealt with people who are trying to lose lose fat in some capacity or weight in some. So like, they they were so sedentary though. Like they, I was yeah. They, okay. Like so that's this, wild. This, how high that is. This Gatorade. And the serving size, is serving size is crucial. And this is a thing that I, everybody hates. And for some reason, it's still allowed. The serving size does not have to correspond to the clear size of the bottle and like what's in it, right? But I think that this one is. This is a tiny Gatorade and it works. But you yeah. can get a 20-ounce Gatorade, which is two and a half servings of Gatorade, which is infuriating because you're clearly meant to drink the entire thing. Um, so this little bottle of Gatorade is a little 12-ouncer. 80 calories, no fat. It's got 7% of my daily value. Of what? Of sodium. Oh, sodium. 8% of my total carbohydrates. No, just look at the, yeah. Just look at like. But specifically of added sugars, so like refined sugars, it's got 41%. You almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. You tapped out. It's a good thing I, I didn't eat today because I was ready for this game. So the, there's also like the people that are like, let's look at the macros. Those are like, you know, the macro people who are like, it doesn't matter what the food is. It just matters like the macro, the fats, like protein and carbs. Yeah, that's completely incorrect. These are also people who love to eat like cookies, <laughs> protein yeah. cookies or whatever. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, let me let me just like create this like fake food that has the macro, like the macros that I want of something. Okay, so back to World War II. <laughs> so in World War II, they changed it then back to eight groups. And this specifically was to bail out certain or help out certain industries by changing actual dietary recommendations for like capitalism. Um, the porridge, the porridge so industry. Citizens were encouraged to do their part by eating foods from each of the food groups. I don't know why this is like a patriotic thing, which were there are eight. And so four of the eight groups were milk, meat, eggs, and butter. Eggs and butter got to be their own food groups. I love that. That is so cute. Okay. But so they were, so like, the milk, meat, eggs, and butter are all like very high cholesterol. Oh my Although, god! No, dietary cholesterol is not the same. It has nothing to do with arterial as cholesterol. Arterial cholesterol. Nothing to do with it. But this is like, if you're trying to eat, say, equal amounts of those eight food groups, like, which includes, well, I don't know, milk, meat, eggs, eggs and butter. It's a very high protein diet. I, I suppose. don't think that that's like an Atkins diet right there. It's, yeah, sounds like it. Um, Okay, so then finally in like 1979, way post World War II, we're now into now Gen X. Uh, the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare started encouraging exercise. Oh my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it took them that long. Yeah, encouraging activities related to the health revolution. And this was the first time that they really had encouraged people to eat less of something. So late 70s, they finally catch on. They're like, we've gone. We've created a monster. <laughs> We've gone too far. So this document specifically was like eat less processed foods and encourage people. To, 
in this particular, they they encourage people to eat less meat because I think this is back when they still thought you should eat way more cereals and grains. Um, and then there are like those rebellion sexy people like my grandparents who were on the steak, the steak and martini diet. <laughs> yeah, who died of cancer, right? <laughs> yes. My silence Correct. speaks You're volumes. Right, yeah. um, but I just mean those were like the rebellion. They were like, we won't eat carbs. They were hot, though. That's what mm. I should have said. They oh, were true. so hot. They were madmen. When they mad men. when they passed away. Leave a beautiful corpse. Yeah, so that uh, apparently, according to this like article I was reading, this is this is also the last time in 1979 that the, the food guidelines, the FDA guidelines, said to eat less of something. And they had to, because of industry pressure, they had to... And particularly, I guess, under Reagan, who was very like anti-regulation and didn't want any rules for anything, uh, they had to change the language. And so now all they say is they recommend to moderately consume something, but it's all positive language. And they have this fiction that you can eat, you know, good good amounts and enough of like each of everything while having like twenty five hundred calories uh, in your diet. You yeah, you really can't. okay. So like to get all your nutrients from food. You'd have to eat like four thousand calories, I think, like to yeah. get hundred percent of all your daily, like whatever. So when I was a very, do you remember when the food pyramid came out? You probably don't. No, I've only known the plate, but I've seen okay. pictures of it in like. So I'm young enough that I remember before the food pyramid there was a square. We were back to like four food groups. What? Yeah, and then the short, the short-lived square. The food pyramid came out in 1991, and I did not know this. It was highly controversial. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so in part I mean, because it of it sucked. We don't the way have it. It's diagrammed, I guess. Like dairy producers were like, "Well, look at us in this little tiny square in the top of the." Also, pyramid. grains like, it were like dominating. They were they were like, "Eat a bread, eat a pasta, eat a, a pretzel." There's like a pretzel in there. So this is unfair because only half the food pyramid's only half of the message. So this is where they really went wrong. The food pyramid said six to eleven servings daily, like daily servings of grains. There was an accompanying booklet that said what a serving was. And I don't know why they ever thought this was a good idea. And then, like, haven't the FDA has been forever shamed since then. In the accompanying booklet, it said, like, what, how many servings a typical thing was. So it was like, oh, a single, like, bagel is six servings of grains. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if, if anybody had, but, like, Nobody saw the booklet. It was just this poster that was everywhere, and it was like on television. It was like so you can use. Can everywhere. I tell, Can I say? So everybody's like, "Oh, I guess I should eat six to eleven bagels a day instead of one." Can I tell you how to do servings with your hand? In a second. Okay. That's going to be that's our that's we want to leave them with the correct idea. Right now, we're going through all the mistakes of the past. Okay. So they, they went the to the plate sucked. then, right? Yeah. yeah I think so we have finally the plate now. they got onto the plate. You know, one good meal like that a day, and then maybe when that becomes a habit to like try and have other meals that are well structured. Oh, I did want to say the the other aside from getting the serving sizes wrong and confusing everybody, aside from the emphasis on grain, the final like major sin of the food pyramid was that a, a lot of, it made a lot of people because it said eat less of like protein and milk were like at the top, right? It was like grains, fruits, vegetables, and then like milk and meat, and then at the very top. <laughs> the pinnacle of the pyramid was like like fats and sweets. But so it made a lot of people like cut try to cut fat out of their diet. And so there was this whole like uh, huge fad throughout the 90s of low-fat foods that were very high-carb. It's more like the like, Nutri-Grain bars being marketed as yes, like a health food. Yes, a health food, like trail mix, like not trail, you know, like raisin, dried fruits or whatever. Juices, juicing. Cornflakes. Is like part of a Ugh. the whole concept of a balanced breakfast is that like a breakfast where you're supposed to consume every food group at the breakfast. So much sugar, right. so much sugar. It was like a banana, an orange, a glass of milk, a cereal, a donut. Like I believe like, it was the picture is like a grapefruit, a, like a glass yeah. of orange juice, a glass of milk, a bowl of cereal with milk, and then like toast with butter like next to it. So it's like a good like 500 to 800 calorie like breakfast. To get your day started, and a lot of people don't don't realize this, but there are also there are like uh, healthy 
cereals for adults like Raisin Bran have just as much sugar. They have more. I wasn't allowed to eat Raisin Bran (laughs) because my mom wouldn't let me eat a cereal that had more than five grams of sugar in it. So I would go in the supermarket and I'd be like looking and I'd be like, damn it, I can't have any. I will tell you. You couldn't have Special K. no, that's, special special K was okay? like a car, is like cardboard, so like you could oh good or a kashi. I could have kashi, which is like like also styrofoam, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's grape nuts. Cause I oh yeah, grape grape nuts <laughs> grape are like <laughs> so. Have you looked at the nutrition on grape? Like they're so high in calories. I'm like, what the hell is in them? It's fiber. Grape nuts have an insane amount of fiber. I think because they're so dense, though. Like, all the other cereals are, like, puffy and, like, have air in them. But grape nuts are, like, you could injure someone with those. So I know this is a connoisseur of cereal throughout my life. As well as when I began working at Bloomberg, Wait. they have a cereal Wait. buffet of, like, 12 different kinds of cereal. So I've tried them all. And there was a time when I I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more fiber in my diet. And, and I just had, like, a big bowl of grape nuts. Yeah, and just like inflated like a balloon and just felt terrible. I was gonna say, standing desk, just pour some grape nuts on the floor and uh, <laughs> roll them around with your feet. Yeah, that'll that'll get you that'll That's get you great. healthy. That'll sort you out, hun. Yeah, then you'll get mice. They'll eat the rest of your food, <laughs> and you'll and, be skinny. And you will be skinny. Bloom- Bloomberg still has the pantry where they have like a huge variety okay, of okay. like we snack need to foods. Give pe- I just wanted to point out this is also with the whole low fat thing cuz all of the foods they have you can't eat if you're trying to eat healthy. It's just Is a- Bloomberg hot? Like you've seen him, is he hot? Mike Bloomberg does not eat at the Bloomberg pantry. So you're saying he's hot. That's for, the, <laughs> that's for just for the employees. He doesn't eat at the pantry. No, that's, that's well. Yeah. Yeah, does the farmer eat at the pig trough? I don't think so. You should have every like meal like if you want ide- ideally a meal should be protein hopefully minimally processed so if you're a vegetarian please maybe eat some eggs or or like dairy from like a sustainable farm that doesn't hurt the animals if that's like your jam if you're a vegan like as minimally processed protein as possible so like whatever thing you're having like just fewest ingredients and that should be the um you can do tofu right does tofu work go look at a tofu <laughs> box if the ingredient is like tofu I believe the then only you're ingredient good. is soy okay yeah. hormonally women and men and like size only that's that's why i'm saying women and men it's not a gender thing it's like a petite gentleman as well yeah <laughs> okay. uh, yeah so the palm the palm that should be like the palm of your hand is is like a serving right and then for larger people you can have two palms that's like the serving for for that for the protein you can actually measure it with your hands Mm -hmm. pick it up for your greens so dark leafy greens you know broccoli broccoli to like coniferous vegetable cruciferous cruciferous (laughs) you can eat pine cones too Uh, right cruciferous uh vegetables specifically are vegetables that look like like your ear yeah, and the leaves grow close to the ground, like right Broccoli, out of the root of the thing, and they absorb a ton of minerals from the surrounding soil. So they're very healthy to eat. They're high nutrition generally. So that that's like both palms like cupped together, like you're trying to drink from a stream. Yeah, two palms of my salad. You make it right in your hands. That's like a that. serving. That's that is one serving of it for like smaller people. A larger serving, you just double it. Yay. Okay, and then if you are gonna have. A starchy carbohydrate and a starchy carbohydrate or grain, which would be like a sweet potato, a regular potato, mm. rice. That is like the surface of your pot. Like it's super tiny. It's like a, a cupped. It's one cupped, but it's like that wouldn't fall out of your hand. One cupped palm. I guess pretty tough too because these starches you're describing are not good unless they're processed. Right, potatoes are like way better if you sweet potato. You, you just you, bake you, it in your oven. That's I'm true. not talking about if it's good or not. I'm saying this is what people should do. Don't confuse them. They're they're infants in their learning stages. I'm trying to fry my potatoes. You do what you need to do. Okay. You do what you need to do. I didn't want to ask about dressing. Wait, I've okay, pause. We, but it's fats. Salad. I need to tell them about fats. That's a really important part. You do need fats in your diet, okay? How do you and do that, that is a thumb is a serving. So that would be like a thumb or two thumbs, which would be an ounce. So that would be like 
let's see, a, a fat that people are deficient in would be like an omega-3 or an omega... So there's different nuts that, that have those different omega-like groups in them. But you you also need omega-9s, which are like... And 12s, which are... I think most people like OD on them in the American diet. But you just need a variety. So you can eat like butter. You you should be eating saturated fats every now and then. Saturated fat is a precursor to, or like a, a helper of testosterone, which you need to build muscle and recover what female people do too, mm-hmm. you know? So what about, but trans fats? No, not, uh, not trans fats, but that is like basically illegal to have trans fats <laughs> in anything. So yeah. Yeah. That is from the trans fat. They're like, no, these are so bad for you. They're illegal. So it's very hard to find those in anything. But saturated fat, you should have cholesterol. You should have as well. And like I said, cholesterol, like egg, people are like, eggs have cholesterol. And it's like, yeah, dude, you need that. You need you have cholesterol in every one of your cells. It is the walls of your cells. You need it. It is like a crucial thing yeah. that you need. As we said before, it's it's uh they find that the your dietary cholesterol intake only no, no, it doesn't. Just for the people, it does, has nothing to do with arterial cholesterol. The number one effector on arterial cholesterol is stress. It's like physical, like emotional stress. You're getting a little stressed right now. Yeah, my cholesterol is <laughs> going up. And also actually processed carbohydrates. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Processed carbohydrates are up in your cholesterol. Yes. Yeah. So if you thought by switching to... Uh, I don't know it was a processed carbohydrate to donuts instead of Butter. eggs <laughs> was good. Well, you, you were wrong. wrong. Yeah, eggs and bacon is like healthier than a muffin, a giant ass muffin for breakfast. Yeah. Can you, I think that would maybe help people is that like recommend some substitutions. Maybe I'll tell you like an unhealthy thing and you tell me what I should substitute it for instead. Okay. Right. So like, yeah, we'll start with my breakfast muffin. You said bacon and eggs. Well, if you like, it seems like you like something sweet. So maybe you would like a Greek yogurt. Actually mix eggs with like, if you like blend them with pretty much like a Greek yogurt or berries or something, they they have like a pancake-like consistency to them. What so. if I get like, I go every morning, I stop at like the, the food cart yeah. or bodega and I get like a bacon, egg and cheese, like sandwich. See if they'll put it in a container, like an oyster container for you. I should just get the... Or just eat it out of the bread and then give the bread to like your friend who you want to be like fatter than you. So I should skip the bread. Yeah. Okay. You can even ask for like extra of the other things like, you know. What if like for lunch, I typically go to the same guy and he's like, he does halal as well. And so I usually get like, like chicken and lamb over rice with like the little salad. We'll see if he'll give you a big salad and not the rice. So get more vegetables instead of the rice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. What if like, uh, yeah, instead I was in a hurry and I'm I'm just going to like stop it. I'm like at Starbucks and I'm like getting my coffee or whatever. And while there, I'm like, oh, they have the like croissant sandwich thing I can eat. They have. Okay. That's like they have a lot of like healthy stuff there. So you should be eating that instead. You know better. They have like the egg whatever oh they have nuts too you could just grab they have like the the nut bag the bag of nuts what if i go to like pret-a-manger pret-a-manger yeah because they just they have a lot of how to speak french first honey before you be going (laughs) look they moved to my city they have a lot of sandwiches right should i get one of those sandwiches or is a wrap they have like the little the little cups or the salads there like the little like i should get a salad there instead yeah okay just if you okay, if you have a desk job, if you're if you're like sedentary slash you don't have like a bulking goal, you don't ever need you don't ever need ever ever in your whole life need pr- like a processed carbohydrate. Like you don't need a man made carbohydrate. You're only doing it because you want it, and that is totally fine. That's well, okay. No judgment. You wouldn't let me explain before the oh. at my work the snack bar. It's it's set up in this very deceptive way where there's like drawers like endless drawers of like different stuff and you go look at it and it's just like six different kinds of granola bars it's like 
Cheez-Its, different kinds of chips. They're all in these like tiny bags, so they're little one-ounce servings. They're portioned, at but, least. Like, yes, they are portioned. To you know gro- how Bloomberg... But all the, you know what people do when you portion it in one-ounce bags? If they just take four bags or whatever. The only real like low-calorie or high-protein thing they sometimes have is they have seaweed snacks, which are very high sodium, but it is just no, that, dried they're not. seaweed. They're fine. They're not like... Okay. It, they, so don't worry about sodium. They do it's have fine. apples and bananas. I hate, I think bananas are the, f- I hate banana. I have such a vendetta against bananas? bananas as a trainer. This is all I get worked up because for my time is training. Boom. Why? The fruitarians? What is it? Uh, of all the fruits, they're one, they're like not from here. They're like destroying something beautiful, probably somewhere. They don't have any fiber and they're very sweet. So they're like a very like unhealthy fruit of the fruits. Like they won't keep you full. They don't have a lot of water in them. And they're like very high in sugar. And they don't have like a ton of nutrients in them. Bananas. When people were like, I ate a banana. Okay, we're going again. Stop that. (laughs) Okay. What should you have instead of a banana? Apples are better? An apple. Yeah. Something something with fiber and water, water in it. And apples actually do have a bunch of nutrients in them. How do you like, feel about apple, like apple chips? No. <laughs> Any, anything I have that's a coworker like, who likes to loudly eat apple oh, chips. Oh, yeah. In the we, we don't like her. She... Usually several bags at a time because they're not filling. Well, they anything that where you, a fruit is great. Why are you trying to like dehydrate it? What are you, vampire? Like a fruit vampire? You bunicula? Like all the, the people are always like, here's a fruit and let me like do stuff to it. And then that's healthier. No, it's worse for you. Like just eat the fruit. You were saying before you were talking about uh, juices, like you think the juice is like totally yeah. comes from like, yeah, sanitarium, like like antiquated knowledge. People who are sick who needed to get, they're like, you don't have time to be digesting the fiber. You need the nutrients. But is like it now. so? Is it a healthy thing for if somebody's like, no. oh, I drink a green juice in the morning, like no. that's my breakfast? No, don't stop it. What's wrong with the green juice? It takes out mm-hmm. great. You're taking out all the fiber, keeping all the sugar. And you're probably eating like way more. Like, have you seen what goes into like a juice? Like, it's why. Like, if I put that on a table in front of you, like before the juice, like pre juice, like, and was just like eat this, you would not be able to. Yeah, you can take a solid like two, three pounds of food and I put just it put into it in there. Juice. I mean, if you're bulking, if it's bulking season, bro. Go ahead, juice away. What is bulking season? I, I mean, that's like a gym, bro. Isn't like winter because like. I've seen that in like exercises. They're like, okay, bulk oh, you don't, you and don't, cut. You don't know like what it exercise is? Program. No, I just lifted routinely to try to get better okay, at lifting. Okay, so there's like a but gym. They, why is this bulk and cut? Because people are going to naturally, like usually people naturally tend to like put on more weight in the winter because of like the holidays or whatever. And you're wearing like sweatshirts so it like doesn't, or like warm things doesn't, no one's going to see. So like gym bro culture, they're like, yeah, I can like eat, you know, it's like, bulk up in the winter and then they'll like lose the fat so the idea is that they'll get larger in the winter with muscle but then, and fat but then become leaner and then and like just trim lose the, the fat, fat and yeah. then the muscle will be there is that actually possible i mean it, it i would say the easier way is to just like you know like little goal like don't don't go nuts with like anything because usually what they would do is they would just get like fat and they wouldn't actually lift to get like the muscle so then They'd just be fat. It'd just be like, um, they're fat and now they're skinny. So Acknowledging Instagram commentor, Evan T. Mills, uh, who who said apple and peanut butter. Is, your is, jam. Your jam. is that a good, is that a healthy choice? That, I mean, depends on your goals. It's fine. It's like, I, I don't have any shade towards it. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. And it seems to be working for Evan T. Mills because I, I feel like they're in great shape. There you go. <laughs> I think if you can work peanut like peanut butter into a snack with a fruit or vegetable, I'm a big fan well, of. Well, here's the thing. For I trained a lot of female clients. I like celery and peanut peanut butter. I trained a lot of like female cl- clients who just loved peanut butter. Like they really liked it and like they couldn't portion it out. Like they would just end up eating like the whole peanut butter. Oh, that's a lot so, of calories. Yeah, so it like and wasn't there's a lot working. of sugar in peanut butter. And I'm just saying that because I feel like females are like i i honestly i'm not a huge fan of peanut butter i don't like the i like the crunchy but the mouth it's like it makes it's it, sticky you don't like the yeah stickiness. i don't like the stickiness i don't like 
I will say when any peanut butter is like Skippy's is pretty processed. So go with like a a peanut know. butter with less sugar. Didn't your job have like the grinder yourself? Yeah, my job had a a peanut butter machine that would like yeah. had a big bin oh, of peanuts yeah. and it would like oh no Evan. crush. Them. I'm not throwing shade on peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I just it's not. I'm just saying I wasn't one of those women. Who's like a good peanut butter? Should you go with crunchy? Is that like a better peanut butter because there's more nuts in it? So it's like less processed? No, you know what? Do you live your peanut butter journey. If it's if it's working for you, live it. If it's if you're like, I'm trying to like slim down and I'm eating peanut butter and I'm not slimming down, then maybe, maybe try something different. Okay. <laughs> and then now let's... Let's cover. I I like these hypotheticals with different choices because you're very you have very passionate opinions. Oh, because I've experienced these. So with like people. I go to the now. Let's say I go to the Greek diner with my friends, like for dinner. <laughs> Why well, gotta be Greek? Well, they've got like. Oh, Just be a diner. <laughs> sure, I go to a diner with my friends for like dinner or whatever. I like the Greek diner because I always am okay. tempted to get like a big gyro or something, but probably I could get a Greek salad instead would be a better choice okay oh chicken. at the diner yeah i mean what are what's your goal i never even asked you what your goal is to, to be fit and have energy what does and that to mean slim down to slim down okay because that's the thing if you just want to like be fit and have energy if you're eating stuff and you feel good like after and a zero probably has like a bunch of different variety of like nutrients in it that's probably fine okay like i mean you know the whole like gun you know people don't kill <laughs> It's it's Where's like this the metaphor going. Well, no, it's like the opposite with nutrition. It's like a nutri a, a nutrition a a food doesn't ruin your diet like you do. Your brain does mm. because when people are like, "This is good food" or "a bad food," then they get like super dogmatic, and then it it becomes this like weird psychological mess. But it's just like just try to do better a little bit, like all the time. Mm -hmm. I just try to do better a little bit, but like with every meal. And it does seem like a, th a theme that I am seeing emerge here is with almost every situation where you're picking out food, be it like a fast casual place or like Prada Manger or at even the like, you know, food cart or at a diner or any dinner you could go to any cuisine, be it like sushi or Indian or Chinese or whatever. There's like going to be some healthy option that you could choose or there's there is a healthier choice you could make often or there's even a, a choice that will have like less like processed carbs in it and less like fried here's, stuff in it here's the example. thing if you can just tell if you can tell the ingredients if you're like you look at it and you're like here's the ingredients it's it's peanuts that's all it's in the peanut butter like it's an apple that's all it's in the apple it's it's meat it's like a meat mm -hmm. that's what's in the Jiro, like you know, if you can say like what the ingredient is, then it's it's going towards like being. Well, a good I know choice. the pita is made of wheat, but it it's like. Well, that's why that one. <laughs> process. Well, but that but it has like you know if you were to look at. I mean, rice is rice. That's why that's like a step above the. Oh okay. The like. Like Jiro. a Twinkie. Well, uh, of of the the pita, I mean. Okay. Yeah. But you don't have to be like wild like you can just like eat stuff that you like too sometimes like i feel like people are like oh, it has to be the best or like nothing but it's like no just okay. like have stuff that you enjoy too yeah i'm just trying to think of if i currently have a, a lifestyle where i i'm like set doing a lot of stuff but i'm not very happy with my current fitness level how i could change it right with from your... there so like i routinely go out for lunch and get pizza or something or like a sandwich takeaway or whatever what like choices could you make to like help achieve like a more fit goal that's all i'm really thinking of because i think that's for many people is kind of their yeah. situation i will say also this and this is again with this is with female client mostly clients because i feel like they i feel like the main issue that i would see like the main problem or like issue that they would have is that they actually would limit their food a lot and get like super hungry and then make like really bad choices. So with female clients, I was always like, it, like actually plan out your meals a little bit and like make sure you're having like food in the middle of the day. Cause a lot of times they would eat like breakfast. Maybe they wouldn't eat breakfast 
And yes. then they would, they were like, oh, I'm just going to eat dinner. And then they'd be a ravenous. And also when you're like really hungry, you're just like, I'll eat whatever. So I have seen that. Yes. People who tell me they're eating like 600 calories a day, but are clearly snacking. I'm like, but you like not. Double, <laughs> double that amount. You lying. Or, yeah. And then, Let's be real. But because they get, so that's the stuff they track is 600 calories a day, but then yeah. they're eating, you know, crackers because they're hungry all the time. Exactly. I'm like, that's like, yeah. And I feel like with male clients, what their thing would be for the most part, their like issue that they, that if, if you were trying to get leaner, they would come up with, um, was just that they wouldn't know, they have no idea what the calories or nutrition were for anything. Cause they've spent their entire life eating whatever they want. Probably. They would just have no idea of portions or, or like just a, like what anything was. And so once I was like, oh, yeah, this is because I had this one client and he was like, oh, I'm eating fish for dinner. And then I one day I was like, how much how much are you eating? He was like, oh, like a whole fish, like every like like a giant, you know, like I don't know, like a giant fish. So I was like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe just like cut that up a little bit. And then that like he lost so much. I guess like, that's like I mean, the restaurants don't help with that. Right. Because you no. go to a restaurant often and like they bring you the whole fish and it's like that's actually like two or three servings worth and i will you know fish. i mean calories aren't like you know they're not they're just like regular i think people other people are either like they're everything or they're they're nothing like and i think if someone wants to get leaner and they're not they should look at how much they're eating they should just write it down on like a piece of paper and just look at that they don't need to like count the calories. They should just look at it and be like, hmm. You and know? as you emphasized earlier, uh, walking. They should walk more. Yeah. That'll help a lot. But I, I don't I don't think that, you know, portion sizes and stuff, it's it's most of the picture if you want to get leaner. But like there's a lot of factors that go into it. Just okay. Like your metabolism, which so is guys learn about portion size, women plan your meals. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's all of my history of nutrition knowledge. And thank you for the the very practical exercise there at the end, which I think hopefully will kind of help people like realize that there's like the basic things to think about. I suppose. And it it is funny because like we are going back to a you know what we were doing like back everyone's just trying to get back to like the point where their fitness is just a habit but it, like it was back in the day like people were just like in shape they would didn't have like health problems related to like being out of shape but that's like really hard to do because we have a very sedentary snack laden world well yes if you're on your feet a lot and processed food didn't really exist yet or was very limited or very expensive then sure it was probably much easier or you were just like busy too you're like I gotta build the pyramids I'm not like can't be like stopping I have to I have to finish my work before it's dark well I think many New Yorkers are busy they're not necessarily even sedentary and watching TV New York probably drinking is like a major contributor because it's like a lot of calories that people don't account for no, it's sedentary I I will tell you people have extremely sedentary lifestyles like i can't imagine what it would be like if they moved to the country like they oh yeah oh yeah like a lot of my clients they would literally they would there they worked right near the gym so they would like get up they'd walk like one block to work right. sit th all day yeah. come to the gym go home they would i looked at the amount of steps they had Their and steps. it was like 500 they did one step i that's was not like, even a full possible? left right that's just yeah. one foot out of bed and back <laughs> did you want to ask about salad dressing Oh, yeah, that was earlier I was going to ask is so I don't because you missed out on all these suburban innovations, but there was a whole period where spritzing salad dressing came with the oh, little yeah. like perfume bottle. It's like you would spritz it. And I think that did make a difference because you got really good coverage. So you didn't need as much dressing. Is that a thing to think about? Because I I read this stat while prepping for the episode. If you're eating salad, though, it's probably not the salad dressing. It's probably that you have. Like, that's what I've learned from people. Like, it's probably not the salad dressing. You know, you're incorporating it into your life. And then you're like, let me just, like, make sure that I'm not overdoing it. That's not where you're overdoing it. It's somewhere else. It's like a red herring, I feel like. Oh, you think? Yeah. Unless, okay, so then unless you're, like, 
my like typical guy client that I used to have that was like eating like a soup of dressing with the salad and they were like I love Caesar's <laughs> you know like oh no that, I think it's yeah. a real issue because I would uh yeah back when I worked in an office instead of from home I would routinely not routinely but I would go to just salad for lunch sometimes oh yeah and they make like, and a just salad salad their portion is wild yeah. weighs like two to three pounds and That's like true. they they go hard with the dressing and they like mix it up for you and you get like a dozen different things in there but usually oh. I've got eggs and chickpeas and stuff so I think I wouldn't be surprised if like I wouldn't finish it. I would get like two full. I, yeah, I always thought people were it. like saving that. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know people I, were eating. The I way. would get in the habit of eating only about half of it. Okay. But like, I think that for example, if somebody came to you and was like, "Yeah, I eat salad for lunch every day. I don't know what the issue is," and then you found out that that's what they were eating, you'd be like, "Oh, that's like a twelve hundred calorie salad." Well, I would usually ask people to write every everything down. So if they were just just for like a day, just so I could get an idea. So if they were eating. A salad they would have to write down every ingredient and that they that would actually force them to eat fewer things because, because they, they were like i don't want to write it down nice so that's why i'm like write it down and you'll you'll like look at it you'll be real with yourself and you'll be like oh damn nice so yeah work you can also dm us if you have questions mm -hmm. we're right here at secret loft nyc instagram also give us give us a five-star rating on whatever your platform is i this is like $300 worth of training <laughs> that easily, you just got easily. for free. <clears throat> yeah, your nutritional consultation complete with history lesson so that you know it's based on facts. True. Yeah, like $500. I mean, come on, just give us five stars. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Hi, this is Arnold. Your instructor. Cheers.